Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, sir, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, welcome to a rapidly deteriorating weatherwise evening here at least, to Gatecast episode 105. Good evening, everybody, and tonight's episode, The Warrior. I thought I'd give you something to say there. Thank you very much. <laughs> Rather than cut straight in with title and everything. <laughs> yes, slightly delayed in recording because I had to go downstairs and get the bloody disc, even though I mentioned last recording that I need to get the disc. Did I go and fetch it then? No, of course not. Why would I do that? For about half an hour before we came on her, rabbiting on a bit of sort of science fiction shows, some of which may make its way into the episode depending on Mike's mood and how long we're on and the amount of feedback we've got. That's true. But let's face it, if you don't like listening to people talk about sci-fi shows, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> and if you like Stargate SG-1, chances are you like shows like Farscape or Babylon 5, maybe even Trek. Which, on a personal note, something I meant to say, but I'm happy to leave it in here. I had a similar experience with Babylon 5 that you had with Farscape. The first episode I caught was Paranormal of the Dreams, the one with the religious thing. Yeah. And I caught about 15 minutes. I caught Londo crawling down the table drunk and collapsing into unconsciousness. I thought, what the bloody hell is this? This is stupid. <laughs> it could have been worse. You could have been watching him play poker. You oh, know, with it, God. With his... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I know. Thank you. You really don't need to go there. You've got me for that. Uh, the women have five. <laughs> ah, yes, that, that's something that will stay with me until the day I die. Uh, Veer explaining there's one and then there's two. <laughs> yeah, there's se- sex education. <laughs> tech stuff. Sex education taught by calculus teachers, you know. Right then, back to the episode. <laughs> I thought we haven't actually started the episode. That's true. Enough. In honour of that... Are you a fan of science fiction and fantasy? Do you enjoy genre television and comic books? Then you should be listening to the Sci-Fi Dig podcast found at SciFiDig.com, where every week I discuss an episode of genre television. Sci-Fi Dig, it's not just a podcast, it's a community. SciFiDig.com I suppose Sinclair, Delenn, Sheridan, go. See, that did catch me out. I was sort of increasing order of importance there. No, see, that's a problem. Are we actually in the same place from I now? About three, four seconds behind you. I'll leave that Sheridan blah, blah, blah bit in, but line back up with the line. Okay, I'm lined up. Okay. Do you want to do a countdown to the two then? Five, four, three, two, one. Fade to black. Fade in. My name is Katano. Katano. The once first prime of Imhotep. Named after Katana? That looks a lot like Rayak. A false god who has died by my own hand. Uh, not yet, it isn't. No. Now I am free. Surprisingly enough, they've only got 40 extras on location. And they do a bit of camera trickery to make it look a much bigger crowd. At least they have the red-haired kid gone up to someone that potentially be his mother, genetically speaking. Then you know in your heart and in your mind that... The Goa'uls are not gods! Yeah. <laughs> That's... There's only 40 of them there. <laughs> they make full use of the uh, extras they've got. They look like about 200 people. Well, that's it. I suppose if you freeze frame and you look at the faces, you'll spot the same person in four or five different places. <laughs> in time, we shall have weapons and enough food and drink to sustain us for as long as it takes to achieve victory. Ah, the forest comp effect. Until then... We have our freedom. We have our brothers and sisters. I do not say that this will be easy. There will be sacrifice. But for each of you who dies in the name of freedom, your soul shall be sent to care. Gitano's played by Rick Worthy. Very recognisable actor. Recurring role in Supernatural. That looks like 40 people. Heroes, Battlestar, Enterprise. The guys worked quite heavily in genre television. If you seek sanctuary, know that this place 
his sanctuary. That guy's built. They are all reasonably well built. These are Jafar in the prime. <laughs> oh, so a mere 85 or something. <laughs> yeah. I guess there's no skinny Jaffa and there's no fat Jaffa. You know, they're all superb specimens of warriors. looks a bit chubby. Well, yeah, he's... Harold is Braytag. Do you remember it? Yeah. There's warriors who live and there's warriors who die. Free! What say you to? Free! Is he not the means to our deliverance? He's really into the speech, isn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Impassion. Yes. I mean, we've heard the speech before, a different side given by Braytag and Tilt. Mm never quite so enthusiastically received. They're very Jedi-like in those robes. Yeah, right. <laughs> right then, The Warrior. Original story by Christopher Judge. Woo-hoo. Yes. Written by Peter DeLuise. Directed by Peter DeLuise. Very much Peter's episode. As is the next one, and the one after that. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, Christopher wasn't on the commentary. I was really expecting Chris to be there. Mm-hmm. Instead, we got Dan Shea. It was fine, because him and Peter had an absolute blast. <laughs> Dan, obviously, because there was a hell of a lot of stunt work involved in this episode. Yes. Is this the emergence of Apophis' super soldier? Apophis? No. Super soldier, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> You've not that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> the Warrior, 1st uh, 12th of April, 2002. Shares its title with episodes from The Waltons, Nurses, Quest Chronicles. The Waltons. <laughs> what, what can you say? What the bloody hell research do you do? It's going to be hard to be Doctor Who research monkey. Some of the obscure crap that you come up with. Although I will steal your format quite shamelessly. Now, the running joke throughout the commentary was that Braytac was naked under those robes and Tilt just had his boxer shorts on. Frightening thought. Yeah. Master Braytac, that's a very strong recommendation. Yes, it is. Yet the rewards of such an alliance would be great. Deal. Many of our allies have fallen, General Hammond. The Tolan may be gone forever. The Tok'ra are severely weakened. Katano offers an army. An army that needs our help. Major Carter, have not the Jaffa helped your cause? Teal, please don't misunderstand me. You and Braytac have done more for us than anyone could have asked. And now we're getting kind of a, a clash between the way the Jaffa do things and the way the humans do things. The Jaffa are willing to throw the lot in based on emotion, passion. Yes. I mean, an army of Jaffa actually challenging the power structure of the Gould. It could be an inspiration to every Jaffa out there. Word of its very existence is a threat to the Gould. You don't think the Gould are just going to sit around and let it happen? We do not. No. Which makes Katano's need so great. Quite true. His army has grown from many different system lords, and more flock to him with each raid he makes. But an army cannot live on courage alone. They want dried emergency ration. What can you tell us about this Imhotep? This is the first I have heard of him. Well, during the third dynasty of ancient Egypt, Imhotep was credited as being the first pyramid builder. He was later deified amongst the ancient Egyptians, but among the Gould, at least as far as I know, he never achieved power of any kind. He was never a system lord. Oh, well, that's not too bad. You know, maybe you don't get recognition in life, but they make you a god after you're dead. It can't be too bad in Egyptian culture. I imagine he got to design his own little pyramid. Which probably only buys us some time. If we don't help, the Gould will eventually see this as a threat it really is. Imhotep may have been a minor Goa'ul. See, now that's insulting. You've killed a system lord. Oh, it was only a minor one. It wasn't even a system lord. No, just a, a gold thinking above his station. I've already ordered food and medical supplies prepared for transport. What we need to discuss in more detail is what kind of weapons and how many. Your projectile weapons have proven to be effective in battle. P90s, MP5s, Spaz-12s. For several hundred warriors. <laughs> now, Braytac didn't used to be impressed with human weapons. Yeah, now he's going to go, well, you know... We just need a few thousand. <laughs> he's quite brazen, this Braytac. Well, he's been around that long. Say what you want, say what you think. I think we owe these folks to a point. Very well. You have a go. Neil, before we leave, you should know that some of the Jaffa you are about to meet you may have met before. In battle. <laughs> Through the crosshairs. Yeah. <laughs> thought about that. Jaffa have long memories. Well, that's all right, because I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, speechless. (laughs) Yeah, humour, strange concept. (laughs) Master Braytag, let's hope your faith in this man is well deserved. I would stake my life on it. (laughs) Which you probably are going to be doing. Which you're about to do. Yes. Ours too, apparently. 
O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, well, I was saying right now, the general is putting his faith in Braytag. Okay. Now, that gate looks pretty damn perfect. Mm. Sometimes, even when they use the actual physical location gate, mm. looks a bit out of place. I am Master Braytag of Chulak. I have come with warriors of the Tari. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Hi, guys. Tech Martek. This means uh, friends well met. He's saying we come in peace. We re- we know him, don't we? Yes, right now. Didn't Teo kill him about six episodes ago? No, no. He was one of the uh, blokes torturing him in Serpent's Venom oh. when they escaped on the glider when the mothership blew up. Sokar's mothership, I think it was. Hmm. Tech is a greeting of respect. Okay. I'm just saying. I don't care. Okay. Ratnor, played by Obi Nid... Nid- oh, Christ. Sorry, mate. Nidefo. Believe it or not, it was in Dawson's Creek. Mm. Probably didn't look like that in Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Poor Jack. Jack's already confused. Tech my tech. Back at you. He looks very tall. <laughs> I don't remember him being that big. Could be the right shot. It must be a bit of forced perspective there, because they look ridiculously small. <laughs> They do, don't they? Character looks like she goes up to about his chest. What is this? The first shipment of mini. We brought uh, food, supplies, and last. Okay. Weapons. Okay. <laughs> Not impressed. <laughs> How many of your people have these weapons killed? What? Her gesture is appreciated, but. They had hoped you would bring staff weapons. Set Nikitals. True weapons. True weapon? It does not matter, friend. Come. See how our numbers are growing. Yeah, that, that looks out of place. It does. It looks ridiculously out of place, doesn't it? What's it there for? Well, if somebody comes up running up that road, they're going to get a face full. Oh, I see. It's a cannon with a giant staff yeah. weapon on it. I just see from the other one. <laughs> and uh, no idea about that. It looks a surprisingly big location shoot. Mm. And it's not raining. And you just trust every new arrival to your cause. Well, I, I'm just saying, isn't it possible that some of these Jafar are still loyal to their gods and are acting as spies within your ranks? A warrior of Katano's experience can see within the very soul of another Jafar and know his allegiance. It's kind of a leap of faith, isn't it? No more than we trusted Braytac when Teal went through the right of Malsharan. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> and knew he no longer worshipped Apophis. That's not quite the same, is it? Our ways are different to you, O'Neill. Accept that. Yes, O'Neill. Cynical. Don't argue with me, O'Neill. I'm in charge here. <laughs> ah, nice. Totems? Yes. Fallen system lords. That martial arts class, by any chance? I mean, did they hire them as extras as group? Yes, they did. They were actually looking for some sort of hand-to-hand combat system that the Jafar could use, mm-hmm. and they spotted, let me mispronounce it, Capo, Capoeta, mm-hmm. Brazilian martial arts, and this group was actually doing a demonstration in, I think, I think it was Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So they hired them to do this episode. Mm-hmm. Actually quite vicious, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure which I'd rather be hit by, a staff weapon or a big plank of wood like that. Mm. And this is uh, Kirby and Giorgio, mm. who are doing the uh, training. The shock. Training staffs. Out of necessity, too. There are not enough staff weapons for all. You overcommit! Actors and specialists in this form. This young warrior's name is Tarak. Mesmerising, isn't he? Take my tea, master. If you would allow me. <laughs> the weapon is balanced, but the warrior is not. <clears throat> when one overcommits, one becomes vulnerable to counterattack. When one achieves balance in combat, one will survive to achieve balance in life. Oh dear. Forgive me, Master. 
But Kitano teaches that one must strike with single-minded purpose towards victory, without regard for one's survival. So, screw you, Braytac. The alarm bells must be ringing, because that philosophy is not conducive to the individual surviving. Yeah. These two guys actually went away themselves and did all the choreography for this fight. It adds something when the actual actors themselves can actually do all the stunt work. Easy, easy, easy. Leave them on me. We are training. Where I come from, it's called beating the crap out of each other. And only to be reserved for special occasions. <laughs> Kitano teaches that we must be willing to die as he is if we are to be free. Well, if you all die, you won't have an army. That's kind of stupid. Take my take hey, What? What? You insult our ways, O'Neill. He is challenging you. Take my take! <laughs> yeah, just... Easy, stick boy, right? I'm just here to help. <laughs> Stick boy? <laughs> yeah, Jack, not impressed. Where? Where are you going? I'm supposed to be broken. <laughs> Jack, perplexed? Mm. Well, let's face it, Jack's mostly perplexed. <laughs> I swear that staff weapon is wobbling. They actually com they compared some of these scenes to Robin Hood and Errol Flynn films. Mm -hmm. Lots of cheering. You know, we never get this when we come home. Even brought his own soapbox. Mm-hmm. It's what you want from a leader. Jafar! This day, three of our warriors have fallen in the name of freedom. They fought fiercely against the partner's forces. And they died bravely. And have secured for themselves a place in camp. So, too, have they strengthened our ability to fight back at the enemy. But I think the rather obvious analogy is Malcolm X. True weapons. Tech Maltiak. Tech Malte. You flatter me, Master Braytek. Ah, he knows Braytek. Everybody knows Braytek. <laughs> Yadaru Arikek Onak. I honor he who would kill his god. Why should they? I mean, uh, how much gossip goes on between the armies of the system lords? Mm. There tends not to be many survivors when groups meet in combat. No. Somebody's been keeping score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guy's got no sense of humor at all. Familiar name. Cursed by every Goa'ul. Imhotep himself declared your days were numbered. Well, that's fine. As long as it's a really big number. <laughs> because of you, the armies of these fallen system lords now swell the ranks of our rebellion. We owe you thanks. Tecmatech, Katano. <laughs> we also offer an alliance. And you are most welcome. We also offer food and supplies for your people. Glorious! Yes, let's see how the gifts go across here. <laughs> and, of course... Weapons. Earth weapons. Ooh. Take no offense, my friend, but uh, your weapons are primitive by comparison. Primitive? Really? Carter, I think a little demonstration is in order, don't you? This weapon is called a P90. It carries a 50-round top-loading magazine of Teflon-coated ordnance with a cyclical rate of fire of 900 rounds per minute. Now, this whole sequence was actually written by Brad Wright. Hmm? It wasn't in the original script. And it's a damn good scene. I would hope pretty much everybody. Yes. Carter, that target. What, 60, 70 yards down? Yeah, give or take, sir. Hmm. Pissing contester. <laughs> Fire away, son. I have chosen you as my champion, Carter. <laughs> hmm. Actually, aiming... How unusual. Now, you think if they actually put sights on it, it'd be an accurate weapon, because there's no recoil or anything. No. Well done. Tank three. <laughs> and we can do better. Two out of three. 
It's not bad. <laughs> Carter? The female. Major Carter is a formidable warrior. Yes, of course. Thank you, too. <laughs> Actually, hold up. Yes, he doesn't believe that. Now he's pissed Carter off. Hey, you! In the skirt! Get that target swinging a little! <laughs> Just gonna make it a little bit more difficult. Thank you, Jack. A little more! Actually, it looks like there's a bit of weight in that log. It does, doesn't it? Alright, step away. When ready, Major. Bit further. It is Sam shooting. And look at the little lad in the background. <laughs> Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, Major, demonstrate the weapon on single shot. Mm -hmm. He's actually impressed. Now this is the better shot. That's a very difficult shot. Do we see a laser pointer on that? This... There is one on the P90. ...is a weapon of terror. It's made to... ...intimidate the enemy. This... Is a weapon of war. It's made to kill your enemy. And it's capable of doing so effectively. Pretty much sums up everything we've said about the staff weapon. Mm -hmm. We've used it to win about every skirmish we've had with the Gould and the Jaffa who served them. Those of you who have gone up against us and survived, and you know who you are, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, oh, he enjoyed that, didn't you? <laughs> I'm sorry, we've killed lots of you with these. Do you remember? No. Let us celebrate this new alliance. More cheering. Yeah, this isn't going to end well. They really like doing that, don't they? Yes, sir. <laughs> the problem is, you see, if he's killed, the whole thing will fall apart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your weapons are formidable, yes. But they lack the endurance of a staff. Mm -hmm. That's what these are for. And you would provide them freely. That's the purpose of an alliance, isn't it? It places you in the position of power over us. How so? If Katana does not do exactly as agreed, you may withhold ammunition. Okay, first of all, Teal'c, as long as you're a member of SG-1, you should use the pronoun we, not you. Yeah, well, remind Teal'c who he is. And yes. We're offering the best we've got. Now, you can either take it or leave it. Of course, it is only concern for my people that I raise these questions. Your people. It's actually a pity we didn't get a little bit of build-up to this episode, perhaps from a previous one, because yeah. Tilt has a complete change in personality. Mm -hmm. A little too much, in fact. But there is no warrior among us who cannot claim Joma Sekou. Challenge of leadership. To determine the worthiness of the victor and his right to lead. To the death, I suppose. Of course. Katana has been a little yes. bit difficult. You didn't have to name Braytech. I was having fun with our audience. Of course, everyone that follows Gatecast follows you, do they? No idea. Where I come from, we do things a little differently. And you would have us change our ways to suit yours. I didn't say that, but if it's not too much trouble... Katano. Colonel O'Neill. It is my hope that we can learn from our differences. That they bond us together. Make us stronger. Hmm. Your words are wise, Master Braytech. Yes. Wise indeed. Tomorrow we will bond. In battle. At this point, Braytac is going to be a bit conciliatory, yeah. but uh, Tilk's drunk the Kool-Aid already. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow we're going to raid a supply shipment intended for a battalion of Nirtis Jafar. Join us. If we do, what's in it for us? I see you're one who speaks your mind, O'Neill. Yes, which is why I don't say much <laughs> then he'll look yeah. a little kind of uh, oh crap or... yeah we let it go last time we saw him <laughs> spoils are good we like spoils let's just not mention that shall we <laughs> you require several hours of sleep there's no shame in doing so oh he's ready to put himself down is O'Neill I think it helps the opponents underestimate it Oh, yes. burn. <laughs> Why would that come up in any conversation? <laughs> they may want to leave early because <laughs> they've got to get some sleep. Now, this is unusual for the show. They've actually got a real tent and a real background. No green screen. Hmm. Have you chosen to join us, Tilk? Katana is yet to ask. 
He will. You will take your place as a leader in the Jaffa nation. I have long dreamed Jaffa would one day be free. But I fear that day is farther off than Katana believes. We have come so far because of you, Tilk. Yeah, I'm sure was the tent fabric soaked in flame retardant. <laughs> I'm just looking at all those candles in the fabric walls and thinking, this is really not a good combo. I presume in an actual tent, they would keep the candles well away from the walls. Especially the ones on the right there, they seem quite close. That brazier seems remarkably close to the hanging wall. I was going to say, either there's a breeze from outside or the actual heat is actually causing the fabric to move. Mm-hmm. Could be both. These Jaffa, they live dangerously, you know that. Mm. Forgive me, there is nothing to forgive. I do not speak for O'Neill. What you say is true. They are different. Cynical of our ways. O'Neill, most of all. Yet they are my friends, and we are your brothers. I am not a fool, Tilk. I know the Tory are strong. An alliance can make us stronger. But I abandon nothing of who and what we are. For neither human nor Goa'uld. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's almost as if he was listening at the door. Look at that, make, making excuses. Tilk, you've gone to the dark side already. I like it. I mean, he says all the right things, and bit by bit... You abandoned nothing of whom what you are was found by the ghoul that enslaved you, you prat. I mean, seriously. Well, like I say, what they say about him is right. What he's building here is just gold Mark II. Hmm. Well, you have to admit he's got presence. And his followers are almost fanatical. Almost. Well, it does make them formidable. Ancient Japanese feudal lords recognized a discipline that incorporated indifference to death as a very effective tool in battle. Yeah, unfortunately, that didn't really work to their advantage in the Second World War, did it? No have an army that didn't have any individual thought or cause many a Japanese soldier to storm into gunfire when there was no need to, just because they were told to. I have a problem with that. You have a problem with dying, or you've got a problem with the fact that they don't have a problem? You know, there are times I'm sure Jack really wants to smack Daniel <laughs> for being reasonable. People are living and dying on his word. Yeah. Get some sleep. We have to bond in the morning. Less so than in season one. And a lot less so in about four or five episodes. Mm. That's a nice shot. Yeah, the mist adds. Because the orange filter on the camera doesn't hurt. If you ask me, nobody ever gets ambushes really right in this show. No. Is that refined acrid or something? Why, why have they got... And that guy's only wearing that vest purely to show off his biceps. <laughs> hey! You are surrounded! Relinquish your weapons! There should have been two or three of them behind this bunch, so they got him in the crossfire. Tilk hasn't fired yet. Where's he going? Hey! You just not no fear! We know stupid! <laughs> Thank you, Emil. They don't seem to be able to him. This does beg the question, are these complicit with him? Because that just doesn't yeah. look reasonable. No. Yeah. man! Hold your fire! Hmm. <laughs> I am Katano. If you've heard that name, then you know that there are other Jafar who believe that the Goa'uld are false gods. Join us in the struggle against our oppressors and live to see freedom. Let's face it, we've seen many a Jafar. We would quite happily just shoot him right there and then. Hmm. If you do not believe in freedom for our people, brother, then shoot me now. They took to using the P90 pretty well, didn't they? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yep. Yay, cheering. Hmm. Lots of cheering. Oh dear. I actually spotted the top loading weapon when Carter was standing there facing it downwards. I thought that looks like an ammo clip in the top. Uh, it is, yes. Do you believe in him now, Neil? Well, before she said it. <laughs> Tilt. Ooh, fanboy. Looks kind of taken in. <laughs> And here we go. <laughs> the Warriors are back. Well, it is. It's it's almost uh, British soccer victory style, you know. <laughs> yes. Just I'm just expecting a few Union Jack tattoos and some, <laughs> some you know, like a couple of crates of Stella, and you're laughing. 
Sorry, my sinuses might be sh- I know that's in your ego. So I'm a little concerned about Catano. Explain. Well, you know that stun he just pulled? Catano is driven by the power of his beliefs. His beliefs are very impressive. But his tactics could have gotten us all killed. Catano was successful. I say he got lucky. Then it appears we disagree. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem with that argument, isn't it, really? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so, mm, wrong, children. Like good little soldiers. Sure. Mm. Got a problem with Kilt. He's buying into Katano's act. Well, you don't really think it's an act, do you? I mean, Katano certainly believes in this cause. I think Katano believes he could walk on water. Oh, right. Before they even demonstrate the weapon. A drinking heart. Chuck's drinking. Surely the symbiote doesn't allow them to get pissed. Ooh. <laughs> the fruits of our newborn alliance. Cutting edge that is the sword of our rebellion. Weapons grade inaquitous, sir. A lot of it. That's valuable. Yeah. It's quite a haul. But then again, not long back, we had a great big asteroid full of raw roar. I will give you as much as is fair. I have plans for the rest. Point of interest. Mm-hmm. I assume the Toker nicked that and decided to mine it. We don't really know what happened to it. <laughs> it's not mentioned again. It's never mentioned again. You're expecting a mothership? You chose your allies well. Yes. I've just received news that Jafar, loyal to me, are staging a mutiny as we speak aboard a powerful mothership. Soon they will be on their way and unite with us in our cause. A mutiny? Yes. Bit of a surprise that uh, he's organised a, a rebellion on the uh, Hatak. He seems very confident that it will succeed. There are always risks in war. But if they fail, they will succeed because their cause is just. I wish it worked that way. Then they will succeed with the strength of their resolve. Come with me to the Chapa High. See for yourself. Come. It is not orange. The trees are green. This is actually the same location that the ambush took place. Uh Just conveniently, cameras moving in a different direction. And as, as you pointed out, no filter on the camera either. Mirti must not learn of our raid. She would surely hunt us down. We must cover our tracks. You know. Yes, now this is very, very dark. Tarak, played by Kirby Morrow. Stargate Universe, Human Target, Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat Legacy. As you'd expect with his martial arts skills. Mm-hmm. I chose you to lead the squad of raid warriors. Because I know you will not fail me. Of course, the Jafar believe that Kev is the afterlife. Mm. Know that if you are struck down in battle, you will live forever in Kev. Free from Goa'uld oppression for all time. Now, the disturbing thing about this is that this episode was actually in production during 9-11. Ooh. Yes, so here they are filming an episode about... Terrorism, weapons of war, weapons of terror. Mm. Right in the middle of it. Fight your way as deeply as you can into Nirti's force. Show them your resolve. Collect shall tech. Collect shall tech. Victory or death. Well, Neil's not going to stand for this. Oh, Neil hasn't really got much choice in the matter. Sir, that's a Nakwa enhanced bomb. You sent him on a suicide mission. Jafar! are you doing you now see the strength of our resolve i see the strength of your arrogance do not interfere with things you know nothing about oh i know exactly what you're about we are at war it is our way and i suppose it makes you feel all powerful to know how eager those boys are to die for you i like the way braytax bought into it though for decades it was totally in sync with how apophis ran things sacrificing people as and when they needed yeah but he's kind of flipped totally and gone back to that life. Yet again, you remind me your ways are different. We should abandon centuries of Jafar tradition and follow the ways of the Tory. Which of us is arrogant? Look, if we're going to have an alliance here, we have to find a common ground. Soon the Hatak we await will come, and this army will be a true force to be reckoned with. If you wish to ally yourselves with that force, then accept us for who and what we are. If not, then leave us now. Jafar tradition, running to your death on the say-so. Mm. It's very ghoul, isn't it? Yes. One wonders if a symbiote has... Of course, symbiotes can't implant in Jafar, can they? No, they can't. 
Well, if I was Tilk, I'd be pretty worried because Kitano's just got rid of perhaps one of the strongest second-in-commands he had. Hmm. Tarak was a top-notch fighter, and he's just, he's just gone and blown himself up. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's a pretty good way to keep command. Anybody that looks yeah. like it's going to be able to challenge you, you send them on a suicide mission. You know, you think with all the gold technology, they'd be using something other than candles for lunch. <laughs> well, that's probably why the same sort of mindset that have the system lords using braziers on board starships. Considering that it's an enclosed oxygen atmosphere, sure, braziers are a huge strain on the oxygen scrubbers. Well, with pretty much unlimited power, then those sort of things don't even matter, do they? They did in SGU. Yeah, that was SGU. The systems were a million years old and hadn't been cared for. Ships filled with Jafar ready to flock to our cause. <laughs> I have dreamed of it, but I never thought it possible. Yep. We're packing up. I'd like you to come with us. His place is here. <laughs> Sit. Stay. Oh, this ain't good. This ain't good at all. No. Tilk. This is the way we do things, so candles and other... Oh, dear. He's been hypnotized. Katano has entrusted me with a mission of great importance. I'll bet he has. I have accepted this mission freely. Don't do it. Lord Yu's Stargate will be unguarded. The plan is bold enough to succeed, O'Neill. Why would any Stargate, especially one on a System Lord's homeworld, not be guarded? That's crazy talk. Do it. Yeah. No, you've dropped me into a Simpsons episode. <laughs> Oh, nice little zoom in there. Why him? Actually, I could probably agree with that sentiment. Tilk's participation will guarantee the success of this mission. On the other hand, Tilk is a leader in his own right. You might not want him around. Tilk will become one of our greatest warriors. If he lives? He will succeed. Because you say so? Because he is Tilk. All right, so let me see if I got this straight. You assassinate one system lord after another. You take all their ships and warriors, all of whom are willing to die for you. And this is different than the way things are now. How? Mm. <laughs> yes, to just walk away. Mm. I grow tired of this. It is time! You can't come out straight out and shoot him right at this yeah. moment. He wants to. You can see him patting the gun. Even Tilt might object to that. Mm. Even in the state he's in. Yeah. Yep. I'm not going to recommend an alliance. Not as long as he's in charge. Mm. <laughs> we'll speak of this when I return, O'Neill. I don't think so. Because if you do this, I don't think you're coming back. When I return victorious, will you reconsider? Tough call. Trust in me, O'Neill. All of you. Yeah, unfortunately, Tilt, you're nuts. Mm. Once upon a time, you'd, e- you'd even question Apophis' battle tactics, but now... Braytac doesn't look like he trusts this. <laughs> As O'Neill said, what's the difference between that and what they'd been doing for centuries? No, I'd say pretty much nothing. Yeah, that didn't go very well, did it, Tilk? Yeah. No, not good at all. We've seen that before. <laughs> Mad painting. Hey, come on. Mm. Call him Shova. Everybody calls him Shova at some point. He doesn't. <laughs> uh, we have you back. Played by Vince Crescizio. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I'm not as weak as you were led to believe. My Jafar has brought you before me because I wanted it so. Katano has sent you to kill me. Never one of the more menacing system lords, but surprisingly was around a long time. Therefore, he was a good character. It's a nicely drawn uncle. I am going to offer you your life. I will even allow you to return to your rebel army. But first, 
there's something you must know. I mean, this is a great twist. The actual system mm. lord letting Tilt go and letting him on the big secret. Probably hoping that he comes back and tries to kill him. Mm. Do not reconsider. As Braytek said, we are stronger together. Can we put aside our petty differences? <laughs> I'm holding you personally responsible for whatever happens to Tilt. But what are you going to do about it, Jack? Let's be honest. Carter, dial us out of here. Yes, sir. Mm. You raise your hand to him, you're not getting out of that camp alive. No. Now, does Braytat look perplexed there? No, Braytat looks worried. Oops. <laughs> oh dear. Now, this threw me when I watched this episode. There she is, dialing, and it's pretty much in sync with the incoming gate. Tilk! Come back, Tilk! Tilk! Don't I can be able to catch him. Chase him! Deceiver! We have been deceived! Deceiver! I have deceived no one. The attack I spoke of is just now entering the system. When it arrives, all will become clear. Lord Yu knows Kalma is the location of this rebel army. Oh dear. He knows our numbers. He knows you have betrayed him. The mutiny on board Lord Yu's ship has failed. The attack you await brings doom, not salvation. The system lords merely biding their time to root out all rebel Jaffa, so that they may be crushed in one all-out attack. The betrayer has been betrayed. That's surprisingly clever by the system lords. Mm. Well, that's true. I mean, they haven't been in peril this long by being stupid. That's true. You think Anubis has it, son? You challenge me. Zoma Seku! Not the greatest idea when you've been beaten to a pulp already. Very well. Mm. Yes, let's beat each other with wooden sticks. Ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tilt's a little... Overmatched. Yeah. If you intervene, the challenge will be forfeit. Oh, nice. I assume that wasn't the actor playing. That obviously wasn't him. That probably wasn't him. And most of it is the actor. He's quite capable of doing some of the legwork himself. He had some training with the guys they heard. I think we can't see his face, really. This is a fight to the death. Your death. They had a new camera rig for this as well, on a circular platform surrounding the fighters. Mm -hmm. It was kind of their version of bullet time. Yeah. And it looks excellent. That's the best you can do. Oof. Ouch. No, that should have broken his jaw. Mm. He should be spitting teeth. What did teeth grow back in the symbiote? Interesting. Although Jacob's hair didn't. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Although it's a symbiote, maybe it doesn't favour hair. Oof. Ouch. Back of mercy. My dive brain. You die at the hand of your god. Da da da. Now, if he did not told him that. Yeah, big show off. First is a gold. Oh, it's cool wish. <laughs> Shove it in there till wiggle it about. Well, that's into the. I thought Jafar couldn't. Of course, he's never actually been revealed as a Jafar, has he? He's not a Jafar. He's a gold. But he never actually showed the pouch. Wait for it. <laughs> He is not Jafar. Katana is not Jafar! He is a Goa'uld. Goa'uld Imhotep. He used the Jafar's desire for freedom against them. It was probably the only way he could gain any real power. Yeah, don't you all look idiots now. Katana was a lie. What brought us to Kalma is not. Lord Yu's ship will attack at any moment. Follow us. Live with us if you wish to live. Follow Tilk. Like you said, 
very clever, excellent way to manipulate the, the desires of rebel Jafar. You all witnessed. Kitano has been beaten in the right of Jomar Sekou. Tilk is our rightful leader now. Ryder? We're ahead of you, sir. Hmm. When the Gwalt start firing from orbit, that's all the incentive you need to run through the Stargate. Yes. Standing here talking is not something you should be doing. Yeah, but there's only a minute and a half left, I think. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that's an incentive. Run away! A nice sound effects. You'd have thought orbital bombardment would be bigger. Maybe they're only using minor weapons. No, they're not going to bother wasting power. Nice moment there. She looks back at her dead friend. <laughs> Why aren't they firing at the Stargate? Well, considering when they attacked the Tok'ra, they actually dialed into the gate to stop people escaping. You'd have thought they'd done this now. Our time will come, old friend. But not this day. <laughs> if you live that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they probably want a few to get out, so they... Braytac walks away without a scratch. Tilk <laughs> looks... Yes, and be at least a few days recuperating. So you're pointing out the rather obvious, well, if you'd waited, or if they dialed in, they couldn't have done that. Well, maybe that attack doesn't have a Stargate. Can't dial in that close to a planet, but they could mm. certainly coordinate with another mm. planet Stargate and dial in ten seconds before they fired the first shot. Very easy to do. But as we... Interesting, I'd actually forgotten the end. Oh, yeah, because the way you were talking about it, I'm thinking, nice little surprise. I was finding you're a listening audience. It helps surprise the audience, too. Yes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm sure the eyes are going to go, huh? Anyway, that was the warrior. No idea. That total card looks like a... Wi- oh, it's the mouth with the bomb from last episode. Which isn't even on this disc. Seriously, that's total card at the end of the episode. Mm. Mouth with bomb. Strange. So that were the warrior. Interesting, with a slight twist. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a terrible episode, and you could obviously see how Chris Judge wanted to write the episode. It was rather Jafar-centric. Yeah, but it all seemed a bit forced... Tilk's conversion and even Braytac's desire to go along with everything seemed a little bit too rushed. Maybe as a two-parter, could a, a bit more build-up, it'd work better. Well, it could be that this person seems to be giving them what they've always wanted. Yeah, they overlooked the fact that he was pretty much ordering people to their death on suicide missions, literally strapping bombs to them. Mm-hmm. You know, fight as far as you can and blow it up. And as we said, the episode being produced during 9-11, that must have been an interesting weekend at the studio. You mean editing? No, actually producing it right there and then. Intriguing. And I suppose broadcast on schedule. Well, it wasn't broadcast till the following year, was it? I know they cut from the Spider-Man movie. There was a scene, supposedly in the trailer, with a helicopter caught in a web between the Twin Towers. But that trailer was coming out around the time it happens. It was yanked and edited. Oh, hopefully uh, that sort of thing is in the past now. I actually think it's nice when you see a, a film of New York and Manhattan and the Twin Towers are there. Hmm. Not been yet. I will. I've just not been yet. So, folks, at this point, I'm probably back from Germany. <laughs> it were interesting. It were fun. It were expensive. <laughs> yes. I only spent one night in the police station. <laughs> it's a and b not a police station. Well, you tell your story in advance and I'll tell mine. <laughs> he got arrested for doing something he shouldn't have done, folks. Or someone. And he's come home with a tattoo in a really strange place. <laughs> yeah, Dusseldorf. <laughs> or the back of a Volkswagen. Shall I even bother checking for feedback since it was like 48 hours ago? <laughs> I did check the old address for feedback today because that's the like 214 Twitter notifications from it. All my Twitter and Gekalu get dumped onto one of the addresses associated with my domain. Yeah. Anyway, folks, if you want to give us feedback. Hi, folks, and thanks for listening, downloading, etc., etc., etc. If you need to email us, the email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. If you need to find the podcast, somebody gave it to you, you got it through an automatic subscription, we're on iTunes as Gatecast. We're also listed on Podcast Alley and Podcast Pickle. If you want to leave feedback, you can record an MP3 and email it to gatecastpodcast.gmail.com. You can also leave us feedback on the website, that's gatecast.phasecast.com. There is the Facebook group, which is The Gatecast. And finally, you can also tweet us. We're the Gatecast on Twitter as well. Next week, we have, which I'm having to read by uh, Monitor Leash, 
because it's gotten dark while we've been chatting. Menace. On the next Stargate SG-1. It has a heart. Don't hurt me. No one wants to hurt you. Why are you all so afraid of me? It's a machine. No! She really is just a kid who taught her toys to become a weapon of destruction. There are millions of those things destroying everything they touch. You destroyed your world. No! But now you're going to destroy mine. Richard Dean Anderson stars. On the next Stargate SG-1. A dormant female android discovered on a barren planet transported back to Earth for study. On activation, she exhibits a childlike innocence, but soon SG-1 discovers that this seemingly innocent being may hold a dangerous secret. Wow, that's remarkably similar to the UK blurb. Go. A dormant female android discovered on a barren planet is transported back to Earth for study. On reactivation, she demonstrates a childlike curiosity about her environment and an affection for Daniel. However, SG-1 discovered this seemingly innocent being may hold a menacing secret. They just took the copy and changed a few words. Someone was being really lazy, weren't they? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I'm assuming the UK DVDs were probably released well after the American ones. And whoever's writing that just went, ah, screw it. I'd put my money on, because the UK ones were coming out on a monthly basis, mm. piecemeal, that we got ours first. I thought, no, I mean, the American ones have volume. I think they were coming out piecemeal as well. Really? Well, this is volume five, so I'm assuming they were coming out piecemeal. I don't know. I only imported the first season, Stargate, the rest of them on the region two. The reason my first five seasons are region one is because... I got them for like, I don't know, $30 a piece, something stupidly cheap. I really sort of only got really swung into it properly, I think around season three or four, during Sky's daily repeat. (laughs) Okay then, that was The Warrior. As Alan says, next week we'll be covering The Menace, or just Menace. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening, folks, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com. Thank you.